This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be discussing navigating pain. Now, we all experience pain from varying degrees in our lives, whether you're a celebrity, a refugee, political figure, student, parent, single, married, rich, poor, we cannot escape pain. It is simply a part of life. Now, many guests who have come on my podcast have talked about the different adversities and pain and in different ways that they have experienced in their life and shared hope in how they've overcome these adversities. They've navigated unique circumstances in their lives and offered hope that these challenges can be overcome. Now, the unfortunate thing is that we do live in a time where it is easier than ever to numb and distract from pain with different distractions, drugs, self-abuse, and behaviors binge-worthy television series programs. It's easier than ever to scroll through the imaginary streaming world rather than really face our initial and really present realities that we wake up to. I'm not necessarily against these, you know, distractions, but when it becomes a problem, then it is, you know, as the nature of my job, I do you know, involve myself in the theater, kind of like fantasy movies, creating a secret world of beauty and creativity is really what I do for a living. So, you know, with dance as the main art form, this can be transformative as a process to be involved in. Just like anything, it isn't always, more is not always better. And, you know, um, too much is still too much. And I think when you're not really present and learning something from the process or not really being evaluative and you're just using these things as a means to tune out or distract yourself for, you know, longer than really necessary and only you can really be the determiner of that, that is where it becomes an issue. Numbing doesn't necessarily make the pain go away. It may hide it for a while, but it's not always the safest, you know, choice. NFL player Tony Dungy has openly shared about his son who has a rare autoimmune disorder that he didn't feel pain. There was an instance where his mom was cooking or baking hot chocolate chip cookies and we all know a warm chocolate chip cookie, if you've ever had one, is pretty dang good. So he thought, well, maybe um, one directly out of the oven would taste better. So once they were nearly done cooking... He opened up the oven and put his hands on the pan, took it out, couldn't feel any of the pain, started eating the cookies, didn't realize his hands were burning, that his esophagus was being, you know, damaged from eating this hot substance. And it ended up being really costly to his health and his parents realized he had, they had to keep a closer watch on him. This is something that in other ways people can do to themselves. They end up numbing themselves in different ways, and it can oftentimes even hurt others um, through their words and actions. I know a woman in my life who was 
open about sharing a time that she recorded her husband's actions while he was drunk. I guess he'd had a little too much whiskey. And he didn't remember any of the things that he had done, but so many of his actions were so out of line and so inappropriate and so hurtful to her. And it was really painful for her to go through because she was like, I don't remember this being what I signed up for, and I don't want to have to deal with this on a constant basis. And after he watched the tapes back, he was practically in tears for how embarrassed he was for his actions and promised he would never do that again. But these are things that can be, you know, ways in which our numbing ourself can hurt somebody else. We may do or say things or think things or project things onto other people that we normally wouldn't when we're not dealing with our pain and navigating through our pain in a healthy, present way. Pain can sometimes be a sign that something is not working, it's missing. Something's not functioning properly or something isn't right. You know, I talk about this from time to time with my dancers, that there's a difference between something being uncomfortable or you're going through a struggle or you find something challenging rather than an injury type of pain, right? Because I I condition my dancers every time we go into the studio. You know, we're doing forms of Pilates, plyometrics, calisthenic, Things that are for injury prevention, strength training, and building their muscles properly so that they can dance in a way that is allowing them to have more flexibility, more strength, and more power in their movement. There's a difference between a pulled hamstring versus sore muscles due to conditioning. Once you rest, one of them, you do rest it off. You do not want to be obviously going if you've ever pulled a hamstring pulled a muscle you know it's very uncomfortable and it's not safe to train on that and needs to be rested muscle soreness you can stretch it out you can foam roll it you can do different things take an epsom salt bath manage it with magnesium arnica gel all types of things ibuprofen if necessary (laughs) i could go on there's ways to address that sort of pain That's not going to be the same thing that you're going to want to do for something that's a deep injury. And oftentimes, you will push through that pain to a certain extent and it will make you stronger. Similar to different things that we push through in our life, there may be some things that if you go down that path further, it's going to be causing you unnecessary pain in your life. And you have to be able to differentiate if that's actually going to be something that's helping you grow and become a better person or if it's really going to be hurting you. You know, going back to a poor behavior choice, is that really making you a stronger person or is navigating through it and finding a solution really what's going to be making you stronger? It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a bit of a struggle. It's going to be challenging, but you'll navigate your way through it and you'll be beyond that problem and hopefully better for it. You know, I think it's really important to not fear discomfort because it is something you can grow from mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. What we do with the pain that we experience really determines what becomes of it. When we look at something like alcoholism, for an example, there are individuals that choose to go to AA. They quit drinking alcohol. They choose sobriety. They they opt for a healthy life 
and they learn ways that they can go on to be an inspiration or a um, sponsor to another person who's going through these different challenges. There may be one person that chooses to take that path that's been through really difficult times and really just realizes this is not what I want for my life. And they may have gotten to a point where it caused them so much pain that they're willing to change. Pain can be a motivator for people to want to make different changes in their life for the positive. However, it can affect another person to the point where they stay stuck in it. They don't want to change whatever habits they're doing and it is really, really difficult for them. It may destroy certain aspects of their life, including their relationships, their health, all types of things. And one thing I do just want to note, again, when it comes to this type of a thing, alcoholism is something that is an addictive thing, but oftentimes negative habits can be addictive because, A, a lot of people revert to these types of tendencies when they're in isolation. When you're in groups of people, sometimes it can get be easier. There are different variables, but oftentimes when someone feels isolated and alone, they may go towards these things more often and not rather than if they are surrounded by a group of supportive people. So I think in these instances, maybe for whatever you're dealing with in your life, it's not alcoholism. Maybe it's not any type of substance abuse, but maybe you do need to have a supportive group of people that you can openly discuss the challenges that you're working through in your life openly discuss the pain that you're dealing with in your life in such a way where you release it, you get it out of yourself, you discuss it, you process it, and you move on from it. And you have that support group of people that are in your life and you guys can bounce these ideas and different things you're going through off of each other and make each other stronger. You know, there was a dance that I saw this weekend. I was at a dance competition. Thankfully, my dancer scored really well, but that has nothing to do with this. Um, <laughs> Um, But it was a really awesome experience to see what was coming from uh, some of the other studios. I was really um, impressed. It's one of my favorite dance competitions that I go to on a yearly basis. It's Showstopper at Anaheim um, Convention Center. Um, It's actually at the Disneyland Convention Center, so it's at the Disneyland Hotel. And I've been going for years and years, but we do go to a lot of uh, conventions at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is really close to there, which is why I kind of got that confused. But anyways, we were there and in the particular category, it was teen to senior, which if you're looking at the age categories for that, it's usually about 13 to 18 year olds. So you're presenting a little bit more mature content for the age group. And obviously what's being presented is a combination of music that's currently present in, you know, culture choreographers interpreting that music and putting on dancers that have the emotional capacity to bring that to life on the stage. A lot of the themes that were being represented were that there was a lot of pain going on amongst the groups of dancers on stage. And there were a lot of them that were struggling um, through the piece. Not that they were struggling with the choreography, but the choreography was depicting a particular struggle beautifully and they were oftentimes there to pick each other up they were there to um help one another when they were going through the choreographed struggles in the dance 
And there was a piece that really hit me where all the girls were just linked in arms and they were staying together and walking forward as one and some of them were stumbling and the other ones that were on their sides would pull them back up. And it just reminded me, you know, we need community in our life. We cannot go through these things all alone. And I do feel like social media has created this very isolating state of being for people where we are very much in this imaginary world of streaming life of these fleeting moments that are being posted and filtered and all this kind of stuff. And you know, for as much I think social media does do to connect people, I do think it is creating a lot of disconnection for people that is undeniable. And in a world that, you know, has all of these modern technologies, I think it is important to know when it's time to set the phone down, (laughs) to look somebody in the eye, to give somebody a hug and really be present with another person, to call a friend, to text a friend, to show up at your friend's workplace and say hi. It is really important to have those personal relationships with people because we don't necessarily um, thrive in isolation. I don't think humans were designed and we did not evolve in that way. So that's just my little public service announcement (laughs) there to just really be conscious of how these behaviors are affecting you because you may unconsciously notice or be um, experiencing a lot of isolation due to just being like, oh, I'm checking up on so-and-so and looking at their their stories or their posts and like I know what's going on in their life and then I'm comparing it to whatever's going on in my life. People can get stuck in this cycle I really personally limit how much time I spend on social media. I don't really look at what's going on in other people's lives necessarily. My friends know that if I genuinely want to keep in touch with somebody, like I will do that <laughs> Like on a more personal level. I don't really like using social media as the ultimate way of doing that. There are some extended friends that I really do appreciate kind of um, getting little updates on what's going on in their life here and there, but it's not something that I feel like, oh, just because they posted this, I know what's going on in their life and really form opinions about that. And I would never want to um, limit the amount of contact in those relationships to purely that. I think it is affecting people's social skills, their social anxiety, And making people feel like they have to reach very unrealistic standards, which is in turn causing pain because they are isolated in this understanding. They feel completely alone and like they're the only person experiencing this. And then on top of it, you have advertisers intermittent throughout the feed trying to sell them things, (laughs) you know, whatever kind of products that they seem to be interested in. And it just kind of becomes a little bit of an unconscious mess if you don't, you know, understand that that's kind of the process of what's taking place. So don't allow social media to be something that consumes you to the point where you're not able to differentiate or you're making a lot of judgments and criticisms about things. Just being like, oh, okay, that is what it is. I don't really have, you know, much to... Um, 
I know that that's not the full picture of whatever's going on. And this is just what's being presented before me. And I don't necessarily feel one way or another about it in regards to it emotionally evoking something extremely powerful within me or feeling like this is all that there is. And there's nothing more beyond the photo um, that's going on in this person's life. So don't let it get you warped into a place of thinking that that's all there is. There's so much more out there. And if we turned off our phones a little bit more, I think people would be able to experience that connection, the true connection, before it became processed connection. Never undervalue it. It's very, very important. Now, when things go bad or when things are quote unquote bad in our life, we still must remain grateful. You know, rather than being a victim, we can be someone who is a victor, someone who's getting through the issues. It's going to definitely affect a lot of different areas of your life if you're able to do this. Because, again, what comes of your pain is what you make out of it. You can either go down the path to take that pain and turn it into purpose or it can lead to your destruction in a lot of ways. When you are practicing gratitude for all the things that you have otherwise, it is so important to keep that in your focus because things could always be worse. Of course, things could always be better, but you want to be grateful for the people that are around you maybe that are helping you get through this. You want to be grateful that maybe, you know, whatever situation you're in did not take your life, whatever it is. On top of that, just keeping whatever faith you have and whatever practices that you practice really present and pray for your healing. Pray for, you know, your ability to navigate through it. Hope for more. Hope for better. Don't lose that. Keep it really in the forefront of your memory and know that you can get through it to a place of self-improvement. Most of the time, it's really easy to slip into complaining, blaming, criticizing, judging, projecting our own beliefs onto a situation, accusing people, even being abusive towards other people because we're so stressed out and we're angry and frustrated in a situation. That pain can really show people's character. You know, um, my dad's an avid golf player. He really enjoys the game and plays on a really regular basis. And there have been times where my dad's taught me some lessons out on the golf course. Being, you know, like it's important to experience what it's like on the golf course when your ball doesn't go a certain way or even when you watch golfers how do they handle that loss how do they handle when it doesn't go their way yeah are they going to lose their cool or are they going to have a sense of composure and compose themselves throughout the process how are they going to strategize getting their ball in the you know whole of the course that they're meant to get it into at that particular time how are they going to do that 
it's a very humbling practice of a game to play it on a regular basis. So when things don't necessarily go your way in life, or you're dealing with a setback, or you're dealing with different added pressures that you're like, why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. I should have better things in my life. Why didn't this happen to so-and-so? What's going on? (laughs) Like all these types of thoughts. It can be easy to be like, oh, well, this happened because you did this. And then, you know, how many arguments and relationships or families or groups of people has this happened? I mean, honestly, it's like it happens all the time. So, but it's important to check in with yourself before you start jumping into that kind of behavior. You know, on the contrast, it can be really easy to full-on ignore the issue, minimize it, numb yourself or distract from it, compartmentalize it, but oftentimes it'll manifest into other issues. You know, one of the first things that comes to mind in this is infidelity in relationships. This is something that unfortunately does happen quite frequently, and Esther Perel talks about this in her body of work through her books, through her teaching, her speaking engagements and things about how there's such a range of what is considered cheating these days and how it can affect one person or another person. Is following somebody on Instagram cheating? Is DMing somebody through social media cheating? You know, there's a whole gray area there, but unfortunately it can lead to people feeling like, oh no, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to minimize it. It's not that big of a deal. If they are partaking in it or they know that it's going on, but they don't want to say anything about it from, you know, they're the other person in the relationship who's not doing it, but they know that it's going on. It may manifest into other issues. It may lead to a huge blow-up argument down the line rather than stating some clear boundaries and maybe dealing it, dealing with it in a way that's a little bit more upfront and direct. But everyone's relationship is different. Everybody's expectations is a little bit different. So that's a very individual choice as far as how people want to handle that. But it is a contemporary issue that we do deal with given... <laughs> the use of technology and how that influences our relationships. You know, your pain really does become what you make of it. If you want to let that pain be a sign that something is not working, something's missing, something's not working properly, um, something's not right, it can be a indicator that can lead towards communication towards a solution. Or it can fester into something that just makes the whole problem way worse than it even was to begin with. It's a choice. One of the biggest things that I think is so important is to transform the kind of complaining into actually grieving. I think it's really important to welcome grieving in your life. And I did an episode in the past about this talking about grief and loss. It's important to feel the pain so you can do something to transform it. You can transform it into something positive and move forward. Know that it's okay to feel whatever emotions that you're dealing with. If you're in pain emotionally in any in any kind of way, 
it is important to be able to allow yourself to be like, okay, I feel this way right now. And also acknowledge that feelings are fleeting. Happiness, sadness, anger, passion, these are all things that kind of, in a sense, do come and go. Most people on a day-to-day basis, they feel some range along that way. You know, depending on your level of self-awareness, you know, um, or multitude of factors, sometimes it's a little bit easier to stay in a place of awareness about your behaviors and check in with yourself and uh, keep yourself a little bit more calm or navigate that type of stuff a little bit more efficiently, but that's not necessarily the case for everyone. So it's important to have these different practices as far as emotional regulation and interpersonal effectiveness in your life. That way, when you do reach points of conflict, you're able and ready and you have some tools to handle it rather than just shutting down, isolating yourself, not reaching out for help, not really doing what needs to be done to move through the issue and navigate it. But you may not be at a point where you're strong enough to do that. And grieving is a part of the process sometimes where you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Just cry it out if you need to. Whatever you need to do, it's totally fine. And not judge yourself along the process. Complaining often can lead towards those questions. Questioning the ways of the universe, in a sense. Questioning the ways of, like, higher powers or just, you know, all these things that we don't even necessarily understand all that clearly. We sometimes could think, compared to somebody else, oh, we could do that job better. We would have made a better decision. That, you know, people oftentimes want to control things. They want to feel in control. This can lead to a host of different issues. Oftentimes, I think when you see in society people gain more money, more power, more control, it can change a person. It can really change how they do things, how they interact with other people, and it is really unfortunate that that does happen, but I do feel like the consequence eventually does catch up to those people um, through just the laws of karma, if you will. You know, I think even when people do achieve those things or acquire those things in their life, if it is misused, there can be ways that, you know, the universe or whatever you believe in may humble that person through some different setbacks or some different things in their life that'll hopefully make them appreciate what they have more, or maybe they won't. But I think it is really more rewarding to receive something when you have been humbled and you really appreciate it and you really have worked hard for it and you really value what that thing is versus if you just have things handed to you and you don't appreciate it it's just wasteful it's ungrateful and it's like you're not even going to be doing the best you possibly can with whatever's given to you so I feel like the universe can work in some different ways to give us a dose of pain, uh, or what people call a slice of humble pie, you know, in these times in our life where we can be like, okay, you know what, you were on your high horse a little bit too much, chill out for a sec, you know, you're not, (laughs) you know, all that you want to build yourself up to be all the time. It's like, there's nothing wrong with being confident in yourself and being, you know, able and, you know, um, 
sufficient and being able to take care of things and believing in yourself. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's when you let your ego get out of check and really start acting out of just decent character that I feel like life is going to hand you some, some, some interesting experiences to humble you. So sure, go ahead and go down that path, see how it works for you. I'm not going to, you know, tell anybody like what to do, but in my given experience, that tends to be the case. Remaining humble is not, uh, you know, a sign of weakness. I really feel like it is a sign of strength to be humble about your accomplishments, humble about what you've achieved in your life and what you have to offer, and just know it from within, not necessarily need to project it or sing it from the mountaintops or go into detail about things all the time, but know it and let it be a part of you and those you can share it with in a really helpful and uplifting way. There are a lot of things that are always happening in the universe that we can't necessarily account for. Think about things like ants walking on their own path, when a flower will bloom and how it blooms, how the petals are in just the perfect geometric positioning, how a cloud transforms in the sky, what a stray cat is up to in Rome, and how you know a child on the street of India plans to acquire their next meal. An addict falling into the temptation of an overdose or relapse. The design of a peacock's tail. The gust of wind blowing when a palm tree in Indonesia is moved by it. And maybe someone who's looking at that finds some bit of peace and some sense of calm when they they look at that tree and see that moving. The list really does go on. There is so, you know, even to the point of like every grain of sand on the beach, there are so many things that are completely out of our understanding when it comes to the greater purpose of why things are happening to us and to other people in our lives. There is a major ebb and flow and energy and interconnectedness of everything And we have to tap into it and remember that we are it, that it can transform us. When we connect with that, we can overcome and we can evolve and do whatever we need to do. Really, I feel like the first step of really spiritually connecting to a higher power, if you believe in that, is really believing, okay, I serve the higher power. I want the higher power to work through me and I want to be of service. The second kind of step of it is realizing, okay, I'm a vessel and I am experiencing that higher power through myself. The third step of it is getting to a point where there is nothing other than you and that higher power, that you are living within it, it is within everything, and you are connected to it at all times. That's really kind of that highest state we want to resonate with. And we know that when we look at another person, they're a part of the same energy that we're all connected to. It's not that we're separate or that we're different or that person's better than us or anything like that. It's just a higher power expressing itself through these different forms. And we are a part of that whole interconnectedness. Um, 
kind of like in a matrix type of way, in a sense, if you will. Whatever you believe in spiritually, religiously, I really feel like a consistent undercurrent to most belief systems in life is to be able to acquire a sense of presence, being present with whatever you're going through in your life, and to give and receive love. That can be a major anecdote when it comes to feeling pain. Is just returning to that belief that you are a part of something much larger than yourself, that all these things are happening in the universe that we don't even necessarily understand. We don't necessarily always need to understand everything. We don't always need to like think it through and get down to every little nitty gritty detail. Sometimes you just need to know, okay, that situation is not going to work out. That's fine. I'm going to keep moving. Whatever's going to be is going to be, and I'm going to keep putting my energy in the right direction. You know, there's times when my yoga instructors in class would talk about when you fall out of a posture or you don't complete it, you know, to whatever, you know, you thought you should do. <laughs> you know, there can be some people in class that will be grumbling like, oh, I can't believe I did that, blah, 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 like under their breath. Or you can just sense it in their energy, their frustration if you're like standing next to them or some people across the room, you can feel it. But when you do notice that within your own practice, within yourself, when you fall out of a posture, the key thing is get right back in the posture, let it go, whatever it was, the sooner you let it go and you get back into whatever you need to be doing, that is the key. Not getting stuck in the, oh my god, this didn't work out and what am I going to do? It just wastes time. You know what I mean? We can learn from these experiences, but the best way to learn and grow from things is just to stand back up and keep going. And sometimes it takes an insane amount of strength to be able to do that, to be able to smile again after you've been sad and depressed and in a really dark place for a long time. That takes a lot of emotional, mental, physical, spiritual strength to get through those times. That's why it's important to feed all those areas of your life. That way you have different you know, sources to pull from when you need to get that strength back and navigate through the challenges that you're dealing with in your life because some are going to, you know, test different areas of different weaknesses in your life and you never know what's coming at you. You never know. So it's important to be prepared for anything. Oftentimes we can find a lot of suffering in the present moment. And if we are suffering in the present moment, just feel it. Again, be, be present with that process of grieving. Trust that whatever's going on is meant to help you. It may help somebody else down the line through your process of recovery or even a lot of people. You know, there are so many different things that happened in the, along the course of history that have led to this very moment. And... The truth of the matter is our actions will play some role in that. Moving forward, maybe just in our life, in the lives of our families, in the lives of the people that we are connected to within our community. Um, You know, the thing about social media as well is that our action in, you know, San Diego, California could affect somebody in China. 
they could get inspired from something that we do. They could get like, oh my gosh, I want to try this or that's really awesome or vice versa. You know what I mean? So our actions and how we deal with things do affect other people. And I hope that you have found people um, for you in your life that have been inspiring that you've discovered over social media because I think that's one of the wonderful ways you can experience it. It is really important to know that you are a process of everything that is unfolding. To be the witness of experiencing, not get too judgmental about how things unfold or attaching to the feeling so much, but really just acknowledge it, feel it, and move your way through it. It is so important to be able to zoom out and see that bigger picture of all these other things that are happening in the world that we can't even fathom how many details, how many other people are going through different issues in their life that are so specific and so unique. You know, there are so many different things that are going on in this world that we don't even understand, that we couldn't understand in a moment. But it's not important that we necessarily understand all those details. All we need to know is that whatever's happening before us in our life is something that we can be present with. Whatever pain that we're dealing with is something that we can navigate through. And to take the perspective of gratitude and knowing that it is meant for our growth and for our hopefully humbling and for our benefit. Oftentimes I feel like there are aspects of seeking happiness that can lead to pain or when people don't find that happiness at the end of the path that they thought they were going down where it would be there, it can be painful. Just know that happiness is something that is within you right now. Happiness is emotions within you right now. You can choose to tap into it by thinking about a time that made you happy, thinking about something that makes you laugh, thinking about a person or an experience that makes you happy. You can feel those emotions right now if you choose to. Sometimes that's a little bit more difficult than other times, and I fully acknowledge that. But it is possible. Fulfillment really does come from within yourself. So when it does come to emotional pain, we're not always going to get what we need from other people. People will oftentimes fail us. Sometimes they don't. But oftentimes people will fail um, our expectations if we set them as far as what we believe that they should do. And it's a process of being patient and realizing that we don't have control over other people and that it is important to acknowledge people's efforts for whatever they're dealing with because they may be in a lot of pain themselves. Building that sense of compassion with inside of yourself for yourself going through whatever you're going through and for what other people are going through. To connect back within. Know that you're capable of transforming whatever this is that you're going through into something amazing and making the most out of it. I think another thing that I just want to wrap this up with is one of my yoga instructors, several of my yoga instructors actually would always mention, don't let anything steal your peace. You know, there are so many times where we can catch ourselves 
whether we're driving on the freeway or just in an interaction with somebody who's doing something like super annoying or whatever and something can catch us off guard and all of a sudden we'll be so upset about something like oh blah 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 and sometimes it's important to just reflect and be like wow (laughs) that's kind of funny that you let that upset you and it's really not even that big of a deal you're better than that don't let that get the best of you because it doesn't deserve to steal your peace and cause you any form of frustration and pain like you just don't need to go down that path That's a process of just letting those things go. Being like, is it really worth me investing any more energy into it? Even if it's just making a quick opinion or a quick judgment or a quick criticism about something that really is Thank you for tuning into Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just (laughs) as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving It's just kind of exposing a part of yourself that, you know, exposes a weakness that you may need to work on as far as um, not taking things that aren't so serious so seriously. I'll leave you guys with that. There is going to be a follow-up to this episode. Come on over to my website or keep listening if you are willing to. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 